If you're looking for a little guidance, clarity, or just some no-nonsense practical advice, you've come to the right place. It's Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. She's honest, compassionate, and candid, but it's her intuition that's her superpower. Named one of America's top 50 psychics, she's here for you. Call 323-657-1493. And now, your host, Rebecca Fisk. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome, 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 welcome. Wow, what a week it has been. So, and, and I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot of stuff has happened this week. But actually, you know, a lot of stuff has happened this week, including we have a new administration in the White House. And, uh, you know, there's um, mixed feelings about that, certainly, in the country. But um, I have to say that in the energetic field, there's been a bit of a sigh of relief for a lot of people, which is interesting. And so uh, kind of a letdown in some ways as well. So if you're noticing that uh, you kind of almost feel like you're, you're breathing a little easier or maybe you have some releasing going on, don't be surprised. It's because, you know, leading up to uh, the inauguration, there was quite um, a, a buildup of energy so it was like the pressure got relieved. Uh, so regardless of your political affiliation, you know, energetically, that's kind of what happened. So, you know, there, there is that shift in energy and we all feel it because we are all connected to it. So anyway, um, good evening. Welcome to the show. Garrett, how are you tonight? So awesome to have you here. How are you doing? I'm I'm so excited to get a bunch of new callers tonight. So um, I think you are going to be in for some new topics and readings. This will be exciting. Okay, cool. I I like new topics. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Well, all right. So um, for those of you who are new to the show, um, I am what they call a clairvoyant. It's a fancy word that means I see pictures in my mind. I also hear information. I feel information. Um, But I do everything through prayer and intuition. So I don't use tarot cards. Uh, I don't use objects. Once in a while, I'll ask somebody for a picture, but I rarely use them uh, because I've discovered that sometimes I'm reading the, the energy of the person in the photo at the time the photo was taken instead of right now. So I don't often use tools. Uh, and so the structure of the show is I'm going to do a little bit of a talk, and then we're going to do a meditation or a visualization, and then I'm going to get to the calls. So uh, you can ask me anything. It's uh, one question. I know Garrett uh, may be giving you that information as well uh, when he screens the calls. But uh, anyway, just to kind of give you a heads up that that's how it works. Uh, If you decide that you want to schedule a private session with me, you can reach me at www.rebeccafisk.com. And uh, or you can send an email. Uh, I think there's a link right on the show page here, too, as well. So, um, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about frequency today and wellness versus illness. Um, I get a lot of questions about that, about, you know, well, I got sick. I don't know how I got sick. And I'm talking about things that are more like a chronic condition than I am, you know, oh, I got the flu or I got a cold or something like that. Um, And, you know, so what ends up happening sometimes is my clients will ask me about their immune system. And it's like, well, you know, I seem to get sick when other people around me don't get sick. 
And so as we start talking about things and they share with me, you know, basically they'll, they'll talk about kind of their approach to things and their life. And I know there's a lot of discussion about how everything is mind, body, spirit, which it, it really is because we are all made of vibrational frequency. This is um, physics, quantum physics. Uh, you know, Einstein talked about how it's the theory of relativity. We are all connected, not only to each other, but every part of our system is also connected to the other parts of us. So if you eat really well, that also affects your mood. If you're in a good mood, that also affects your feelings of well-being in your body and can actually help your body stay healthier. So when people talk about a positive mindset, helping you stay healthy, it's really true that it isn't just about how you're perceiving the world and your mood and whether or not you're feeling joyful or sad or, you know, maybe moody. Um, it also actually affects your overall well-being and potentially even your longevity. And, you know, I have to qualify all this and say, you know, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't have any medical training. Uh, everything that I do is through intuition. I always have to tell people when we talk about medical stuff that you need to consult a healthcare professional, that, um, you know, that I can give you some information based on my intuition, but that's all. And so, uh Anyway, so if you eat good food and you exercise your body and you practice something that helps you stay calm, meditation, chanting, praying, um, some kind of mindfulness, um, you know, your, your body is going to stay healthier because you're doing things to, to support a higher vibrational frequency in your body. So, you know, when it comes to getting sick, there are all kinds of things that you can do to prevent that. And so one of the things is, to basically tell yourself you're healthy. Um, and, you know, I've been doing this kind of work for a long time. I've seen what positive thinking can do. I actually had a very interesting, um, I want to call it an experiment. I didn't think of it as, as that at the time that I did it. But I had a very interesting experience in my life based on what I believed at the time. And so what it was is, um, you know, I had a, a very interesting relationship with food growing up and my body and my weight. Uh, because when I was growing up, my way to self-soothe was to stuff my emotions with food. So I, you know, we'd get into a cycle of, oh, I'm really stressed, and then I'd eat, and then I'd feel sick, and then I'd feel bad because I ate and I felt sick, and then I would, you know, eat because I felt bad. So there was this cycle that I would get into, and basically what the food did was numbed me. And, you know, you can kind of liken it to alcohol or drugs in a way because, um, you know, for those of us who used food as a crutch, that's what it did for us is it helped kind of numb us. So it took, you know, years for me to actually have a very healthy relationship with food. So, you know, as I got into my late 20s and my early 30s, um, my relationship with food completely changed. And I started realizing that, you know, I can enjoy good food and really love it, but it's fuel. It really is, you know, to be used as fuel for my body. And so as all of that shifted, I lost weight. I was able to stay at my ideal weight for a long time. But I wasn't feeling very well. So I finally went to a holistic doctor. And when I went to see him, he said, oh, you know, he, he measured 
my my body using what they call a Vega machine, and it's it's a machine where you you hold these metal bars in your hands. They look like silver bars, and they're connected to some wires that are connected to a probe. And the the doctor takes the probe and basically introduces different uh, foods and other potential allergens into your energetic field to see how your body reacts to it. It's kind of like biofeedback, but for your physical body instead of for your brain waves to see where you're getting stressed. It's showing your stress response to different ingredients, if you will. So, you know, I'm, and at the time, I'm pretty fit and I'm, and I'm thin. I'm like at a, basically an ideal weight. Um, but again, I'm not feeling well. So he goes through and he tests me on this Vega machine and, and, you know, basically says, well, you know, you're really toxic. Your system's just very stressed. I'm going to show you all this stuff. He brings up this graph, shows me all this information. And he says, you know, your toxicity is really high. And so that's why you're not feeling well. Let's bring your toxicity levels down. I'm going to put you on a really strict diet. I'm going to give you some homeopathic remedies and I want you to come back in a month. Okay. So I go home. I'm really strict and regimented on this program. But it's like, you know, only fish, uh, fruit 30 minutes before other food or uh, two hours after. Uh, don't mix carbs and protein. You can have carbs with, with vegetables and you can have protein with vegetables, but you can't mix the carbs and the protein. Uh, no fats except olive oil. No sugar. Uh, let's see here. And I think that was it. It was pretty strict though. So uh, I think no salt as well. So it was really strict. Anyway, so the first month was like, yeah, you know, I can do anything for a month. So I did it for a month. I go back to it, it goes, okay, yeah, your toxicity is coming down a little. It's good. Uh, keep going. They're like, do I have to stay on this eating program? Because I really want a brownie. And he said, yeah, you need to stay on the eating program because, you know, we want to get you healthy and the sugar is not helping your health. And okay, okay. So and he gives me some more homeopathic and sends me out my way. Come back in a month. So I go back, and after a couple of weeks, I'm like, I am so done with this very strict diet. I'm like, I really want some French fries. I really want a brownie. Uh, and so I go, and I start eating French fries and brownies and, you know, junk food, stuff that I'm craving, and I want to give into my cravings. So I start eating the junk food. And sure enough, when I go back the next time, my toxicity is going back up. And I'm like, it's really hard to follow this protocol. And it's like, I know, I know, but we want to get you healthy. And, you know, anyway, so he sends me on my way again, said, okay, come back in a month. So I'm getting really stressed out a few days before, like a week before I'm supposed to go back because I'm still eating all this junk. So now I'm stressing myself out because I'm not following the protocol. And so I'm creating more anxiety and more problems for myself because I'm taking the homeopathics, but I'm not following the diet. And anyway, I run into a friend of mine, and she's like, look, it's, it's not what you're eating. It's what do you believe about what you're eating? And I said, what? And she said, pray over your food before you eat it. And I said, oh, I hadn't thought of that. She said, yeah, just bless it to your body and see what happens. And I went, okay, thank you, Sheila. So at this point, it's like five days before I'm supposed to go back to the doctor. And, you know, I literally every day I'm like, I'm eating a brownie or I'm eating an oatmeal cookie and I'm having French fries. I'm having cheeseburgers and, you know, I'm just eating kind of whatever I'm craving. Uh, and, but I'm praying over it. And so basically I just visualize that all of my cells are, are 
doing, yes, this is amazing. I love this. It's feeding my body and it makes me feel good and my body's healthy. And that's what I'm telling myself. That's what I'm visualizing as I'm eating this food. So I go back to the doctor and I, he, he measures everything on this Vega machine. And, and he had a very dry sense of humor, I have to say. And he puts the probe down and he says, you're fine. And I said, really? And he said, yes. And I said, really, really? And he said, yes. And I said, well, do you want me to tell you what I did? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I was eating all the junk food because I didn't want to stay away from it. But I started blessing it all to my body and visualizing that my body loved it and that it was making me healthy. And he got a smile on his face. And he said, okay. He said, well, call me when you need me. And that was it. And it really, truly was what I was believing about what I was eating. That shifted my health. And it was a matter of days that I was able to shift my health just by the visualization and really imagining it and feeling it in my body as I was thinking those thoughts of my body as well. So everything really does start with our thoughts. Our body responds to our thoughts, and it really does listen to what we tell it. And one of the reasons I'm telling you this is, you know, we all have self-talk. We all have internal dialogue. I've done a lot of work on that for myself. But I had a couple of situations over the last few months where I realized that there were, I I have people in my life who are my perfect teachers. And so I have two people in my life that I was, I realized were pushing my buttons. Like I was getting, feeling my insecurities with these people. And it was like, wow, I don't really have insecurities in my life with anyone else. But these people have shown up so beautifully for me to get to heal this. What is my self-talk? What is it about myself that where I don't feel good enough that needs to be healed? And so it's the self-talk the places where I felt like I was not good enough or I was too much or whatever those judgment programming tapes were. I've had another level of of healing to do on those tapes. So I, you know, basically spoke up about those things. I have wonderful friends who have kind of held my hand through processing all of this and, and reminding me to come back to the me that is whole and complete at all times. And made the, God, the way God made me. That I am the way God made me. And that it's just up to me to love myself through it and to get out of my own way. To not look for validation outside of myself. And it was very interesting. There's a gentleman named Mark Groves and he has an Instagram called Create the Love. And he talks about how when we're in a relationship with someone and we are looking to that person to validate us, we want them to like us. We want them to respond to us. And we're looking to them to validate us. You know, other people will talk about it as we're giving our power away. But he says, you know, as long as you're doing that, you're never going to feel loved because it has to come from within us. The validation of who we are has to come from inside us. It's wonderful to have people in our lives who remind us that we're seen and loved and heard and valued right where we are. 
but it doesn't mean as much until we believe it first inside ourselves. And so that self-love is really important. It raises our vibration. It helps us stay healthy. It helps us stay in touch with who we are and what we need because when we're centered and present in our bodies, we are allowing all of our senses and our emotions to remind us of, of the messages we need to get in order to stay healthy. Okay. So let's see here. There's a couple of other things that I wanted to talk about. And of course, if you have questions about any of this stuff, you can always email me, Rebecca at IamRebecca.com, or you can click on the link uh, on the, I think it's on the show page, and then uh, get in touch with me that way. Um, one of the things that I've noticed about self-love for myself is that, and I think I talked about this uh, before, you know, I wasn't doing the dishes every day in my kitchen. And I thought about how, you know, I'm always willing to go help everybody with their stuff, but I don't really want to do my own. And so I had an epiphany about, well, I love having a clean kitchen, and why am I not willing to make that, you know, put that effort in just to make it that way for myself? And I realized, you know, that's for me, it's like if I'm tired or overwhelmed or a little down, that's kind of a good indicator. It's like, hmm, are the dishes sitting in the sink? Have they been in there for more than a day? What do you need to pay attention to? So I finally really looked at that. So I'm doing my dishes every day now because I love myself. And another thing that I've done this week is I have been releasing a lot emotionally. I've been releasing a lot out of my body. I'm going through some kind of very intense healing, um, and it's and it's causing a lot of releasing. But it's also... Um, giving me energy. And so there are places in my, in, my, in my home that I've wanted to organize and, you know, kind of redo things. And I'm doing that now. Like my kiddo's going to come home from being at their dad's for this weekend and go, wow, mom, uh, what happened? Did somebody come in and help, <laughs> help organize the house? I'll say, no, it was me. It's me. I'm, I'm in the process. And now I'm, I'm making myself much more of a priority. My, my level of self-love has changed. And it's very peaceful. And it's very grounding. And I can't tell you how wonderful it feels to be creating not only an outside that matches my inside, but an inside that matches my outside. So you guys are all welcome to keep me in check on this. I, I like being held accountable. Um, and speaking of accountability, so the first week I talked about wanting to incorporate more water. You know, I'm doing better. I am still incorporating more water. I could probably stand to drink more, but I have also cut down on my coffee uh, and I started bringing decaf in as well. So I'm going to actually get off the caffeine. And then, so this last week, uh, it was about doing my physical therapy, which I didn't do it all of the times that I said that I would, but I did do it some of the time. So I'm still, I'm, I'm making forward steps, but there's room for improvement. So I'm just being honest and holding myself accountable. So what's one step that you can do this week that is about self-love for yourself? Okay. Um, and also, you know, 
I'm telling you my journey because I struggled just like everyone. I have, you know, um, I've been doing a lot of this kind of work for a lot of years. I mean, I've been doing the psychic work for over 30. But as far as, you know, doing the internal work, some of that I also started about 30 years ago. You know, the affirmations and trying to reprogram the tapes in my head. Um, I've been working on that for a while. But, you know, it's interesting that as we uncover stuff, more of those layers are revealed. And then we see where we need to do more work. So it's kind of a beautiful thing. There's, there's also kind of this feeling of, ah, oh, really? I have to do that again? So there is that. But then it comes back to, oh, well, I get an opportunity to heal another level. And that's a good thing because the more that I heal, the more love that I have and the more love I can receive and the more love I can give and the more peace I have. And the more that I get to live my life as a detached observer, which means I stay centered. So it's, it's, a, it's a gift. I look at all of this as a gift. So um, I hope that you can think about that. I know it's very difficult when we're having a hard time, um, but, but it really truly is a gift. And hopefully you are surrounding yourself with people who are supportive and loving and hear you and see you all the time. And that if they push your buttons of insecurities, hopefully you'll have the courage to speak up and there's somebody who can hold the space for you to be able to do that. I'm very blessed that I have that. Um, okay, so the other thing that I talk about is I, you know, I like having this show on Sunday night because I can think about what I'm grateful for from the previous week. And then I have my intention for the coming week. And so my gratitude comes from... Uh, Two of my friends who have COVID, um, one is my friend Fun Size. I I know that I spoke about Fun Size on one of my shows. I don't know if I spoke about it on this one, Uh, but uh, Fun Size is a friend of mine, and how he got the name Fun Size is uh, (laughs) he's six foot four. And at one point, uh, he, he sent me a picture of himself, and he was with a friend of his, and he looked just gigantic next to this friend of his. So I sent him a picture. I said, you look really tall in this photo. And he said, I know I'm 6'4". I said, I know you are. I said, but good things come in small packages. I'm 5'3". And he said, yeah, I know you're fun size. And I said, well, I thought you were the fun size. So we always call each other fun size. And that's kind of the tone of our friendship is that, you know, we goof off. We have fun. Nothing serious. It's just we just enjoy being in each other's company. And, you know, he's a great sounding board. I'm a great sounding board for him. We all need a friend like that. So he got COVID. It was really bad for a little while, uh, but he's home and he's doing better. Um, and so, you know, I got to talk to him a couple times this last week. And I have to tell you, when you talk to somebody or when you reach out to them, and, and the MO is that you reach out and within a couple hours, you hear from them every single time. When you don't hear from that person for a few days, Uh, at least me. I mean, I start praying right away. But of course, I worry too. I am human. So I got to hear his voice a couple times this week. And so I feel much better. He sounds good. He's doing well. He's much better, you know, in the last couple days than he was, you know, a few days ago, he's getting better. Uh, But so that's one. And then I have another friend who also um, is ill. And, you know, so this thing about frequency and vibration and wellness, Uh, My other friend, his name is Ron, very, very, very healthy guy. Never, never gets sick. 
and he has COVID. And he's home. Thankfully, uh, you know, he did end up having to go to the ER at one point. Um, and he said that for him, you know, and again, same thing. You know, we, when we talk, our dialogue, we, we answer each other right away. We don't, you know. Um, so I had, it was a couple of days before I heard from him as well. And so when I finally heard from him, he's, you know, wasn't doing so great. Talked to him again this morning. He's doing better. But he said it's very interesting with this illness because he said that the symptoms kind of change. He'll, one day he'll feel really bad. The next day he feels a little better. And the day after that he's down again. So, um, you know, just interesting. But the gratitude is they're both going to be okay. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm also very, very grateful for my health. And um, speaking of the vibrational thing, one of the things when I do my prayers at night, I don't actually do prayers, I do gratitude. And so one of the things that I say I'm grateful for at night or that I say we are, you know, my family, I say that we are grateful for our perfect health. So we affirm that every time we speak about it. And I absolutely believe it helps. So I hope you're all staying safe and well. And if you find yourself worrying about somebody or feeling anxious or worrying about something, turn it into a prayer because the prayer will help. The worry and anxiety does nothing but cause stress in your body, which lowers your vibration. We want the higher vibration. So if you turn it into a prayer and you give it to God, it will really help. I absolutely believe in the power of prayer. So, okay. I'm going to look at my notes here for just a second. And, uh, okay. Um, well, the one thing that I have to, to affirm now is what I'm going to focus on for the week. And, um, frankly, I am just going to continue with the more water, less coffee, and more of the physical therapy. I think that I need to kind of get into a better routine with that. So that's going to be my goal for this week. And I'll let you know how I'm doing with that <laughs> when we come back next week. So, okay. Um, Garrett, how's it going there? I'm going to do a quick, uh, quick meditation or visualization. Uh, but how are you doing? How's your week been? Oh, it's been just lovely. I can't wait for your meditation, though. And, and I know we've got callers that can't wait to talk to you as well. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do the meditation then. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do um, one of my favorite meditations. And what I do with this one, it's kind of a visualization as well. Uh, and basically we're going to use the breath and we're going to visualize um, bubbles of colors. And I will walk you through all of it. It's three breaths. I do a lot of threes. And the first breath is going to be visualizing um, the golden light of compassion and unconditional love. The second breath is going to be the white light of Christ consciousness and protection. And the third breath is the color of pink, like of rose quartz, but love for yourself and others. And so the way we do this is we visualize a shower of light coming down from above our heads, showering down on our body, and forming a complete cocoon that cannot be permeated. And so you can have positive energy come in, but your negative energy or your anxiety or tension can be released out of it, but you don't receive any negative energy from anyone else. It protects you. So you, you basically envelop yourself in these bubbles of light. So you, but you're bringing in compassion and unconditional love, protection, Christ consciousness, and love for yourself and others. 
And so when we create these cocoons of energy, since everything is energy, you basically can create like this barrier of energy. And so that's what we're going to do. So if you feel so inclined and you can be comfortable, sit up straight with your feet flat on the floor. And if you're comfortable with it, go ahead and close your eyes. We're going to take in the first breath. We breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. We're going to visualize that shower. So go ahead and breathe in. Imagining that golden light of compassion and unconditional love showering down, forming a complete cocoon around your body, going under your feet, and exhale, blowing it out through the mouth, releasing tension out the bottom of your feet. And now we're going to breathe in again. This time visualizing the white light of Christ consciousness and protection. Visualize the light coming down on top of your head and spilling over all of your body and under your feet, forming this beautiful cocoon of white light. And exhale. Pushing it out through your mouth, out your feet, Releasing tension. Now we're going to do one more breath. The color pink, like rose quartz, love for yourself and others. Breathe in. Visualizing that beautiful light spilling down all around your body and under your feet, forming that beautiful cocoon of love for yourself and others. And exhale, releasing any remaining tension out the bottom of your feet. And just breathe in and breathe out, just watching your breath. And in and out. And one more. And exhaling through the mouth. And when you feel so inclined, open your eyes. Shake out your hands and your feet and your arms and your legs. And breathe normally. Garrett? (sighs) (laughs) Hi. Are you ready? I feel so relaxed now. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so folks, you you know how this is going to work. Um, while Rebecca is taking your calls, I'm going to screen other callers. I will bring you on a private line to ask for your first name and the topic. That's it. No additional information needed or required or wanted, and we'll get you on the show tonight, okay? First call tonight is from Mandy. Mandy's a new caller, and she's calling about her kids. Mandy, welcome to the show. Hello, and thanks for having me this evening. Well, thank you. How can I help you, Mandy? Yes, and just uh, wondering if you're anything that you can pick up on 
my two sons. Okay. What are their first names? Excuse me? Uh, what are their first names? Okay, yes. It's my first son is Derek, and my second is Christian. Okay. All right. So, uh, first of all, I would just want to say take a breath, because I feel like there's a lot of anxiety right now. Um, <laughs> yes. And I feel like I have to say, you know, Derek, I feel like you're, you're holding your breath a little more for Derek than for Christian. Christian you know, he, Christian seems to kind of bounce with things a little bit better, very sensitive but bounces with things a bit better. Um, Derek can be very stubborn. Um, I kind of get uh, exuberant, but doesn't, is not always completely aware of everything, so doesn't always have all the facts. Um, this exuberant can be a bit stubborn, um, and, and it kind of almost has to have the misstep before he goes, oh, wait a minute, what was that you were saying that I should pay attention to? <laughs> so, you know, he's, he, it's, I, I want to say that he's in this kind of transition right now where the maturity level is starting to kick in. And, you know, I don't know how old he is, but I will tell you that maturity happens at any time in life. You know, if some people think, oh, well, you know, if a kid's 25, they should know better. Well, no, some, some people don't mature until they're much older. Some people mature much younger. So, where Derek is, is he's kind of almost in this little bit of a clumsy stage where there's still this very, um, oh, I want to find the right word. Um, there is an innocence about the way he looks at things. And some people would say it's kind of juvenile, but it, it's not as much as Pollyanna as it is just the awareness isn't there yet, but he's learning. And he's starting to take the lessons um, more easily than he used to. Because it used to be that he'd make the mistake, somebody would point it out, and he would still argue. And now it's like, oh, you know, you said that, and I probably should have listened to you. So he's learning, and he's getting it on his own. So I just want to give you kudos, because I know that it's been very difficult for you to just let him make his mistakes, but he's learning now because you have let him. So okay. he's Okay. I know that he doesn't always make the best decisions, but he always seems to land on his feet. Um, and right now, it really is one of those situations where you just kind of have to let him go and make the mistakes he's making. Um, you know, he will come back to you. There is, I do feel like there is um, a wall that will come down. So, you know, okay. there is a part of him that can be emotional. And uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't gotten to that place yet where he's really opened up to you about that, but I feel like he will. Um, so as far as Christian, um, you know, Christian, uh, I want to say, is much more sensitive, um, more easily gets hurt, uh, and so is, is more cautious about things because life experience has taught him that as much as he's sensitive and he feels everything, he needs to kind of, you know, really stay detached a bit so that he can assess what the right decisions are going to be moving forward. Um, but he's, you know, he knows that he's sensitive, which is a good thing. Um, kind of wears his heart on his sleeve, but he's getting a little bit better about that. It's, um, I almost want to say that he may have been bullied for that when he was younger. Um, and so at this point in his life, it's like he's kind of used to it. He's kind of developed a bit of a tougher skin. Um, but very pragmatic. I feel like he's focused on what he's doing. He knows what he wants. Um, and, you know, it's, there's a maturity that's coming for him as well, but I feel like he's pretty grounded already. So um, they're both doing pretty well. You know, you've done a good job. It's, they, but they have to make the mistakes they're going to make. That's normal for any parent to have to okay. kind of wait and let them make those mistakes. 
Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm so grateful that you called in tonight. I'm so thankful that you did. You took me. I appreciate it. Thank you for oh, your insight. Well, you're so thank welcome. You, Let Mandy. us know how you are. Take care. And thank you for that. Um, everybody remember RebeccaFisk.com I'm, um, for your private appointment. You just call and um, go onto our website and check that out. There's a link on our show page. Our next caller is Vince, and Vince is calling about his job. Uh, welcome to the show, Vince. You're live with Rebecca, your psychic next door. Hi, how are you? Hi, doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I was just wondering, um, I'm on a last chance agreement letter at work, so I have to be good for a whole year, no write-ups, nothing. Um, I'm, I, I've got eight more months to go. A situation happened uh, at work on Thursday, and it wasn't my fault, but I let the plant manager know, I let my supervisor know, and I let the union know. So I'm just wondering, um, I did correct some things, but I'm just wondering okay. if I'm going to be fired or written up or if if I'm going to okay. have a problem with the situation or if I'm going to be okay job-wise. Okay. So, Vince, the very first thing that I want to tell you is I know that you're not happy at this job. Okay. Not I mean, and it's, it's, you, yeah, you, and, and I feel like even before they got you to this point, it was already, um, there's a feeling of you, like you can't really do what you're good at doing because they keep pushing you away from doing that. And I don't know how else to explain oh, that, boy. but it's, it's, oh. it's, um, so you don't really, it's like you were hired for one thing. You're not really getting to do that. That's the simplest way I can say it. So right. this isn't feeding your soul. It's a check right now. And so I really want to strongly encourage you to look for something else, regardless of what happens, because right now it's like, I would love to see you doing something that you love, that inspires you, that fills you up, because I feel like you're a creative person. You know what you're good at. You love what you know you're good at, and you aren't getting to do that. And so look for something else. You know, start giving yourself permission to know that, you know, there's something out there that's the right fit for you. This isn't the right place for you, and there's nowhere for you to go. I mean, it's, I feel like they've already made it pretty clear that there isn't room for advancement for you there. They're not making it possible for you. So, you know, it's, it's, um, I keep kind of hearing in my head, go where you're wanted. And for whatever reason, this is, you know, you've outgrown this job. So for right now, whether they, whatever they do, I mean, I, I just want to say, don't let your decision moving forward be based on what their actions are. Come back to what makes you feel good and empowered in your life and start seeking that. You know, get really clear about what it is you want to be doing. Where do you want to be working? What kind of money do you want to be making? What's the environment like? Like, let yourself dream about what that could be and then start looking for a job that's in alignment with those values. Because, you know, regardless, regardless, because this place isn't good for you. It's just not. Yeah. Well, I have started that, but in the meantime, I do need this job for my income. So I'm just wondering I, if I you see them. I, I, yeah, I understand so I all of you, that. If, if you, yeah, if you see you them know, writing I, me up or if I'm going to be okay. I feel like you're still going to get another chance, regardless of whether whether they write you up or not. 
they're going to look at all the circumstances and all of this, and they're going to realize that it's not, it's not something that you could have controlled. It's, it's not, it wasn't your fault. So, you know, the fact that it happened on your watch, they're going to kind of go, well, it happened on his watch, so we have to kind of make a note. But I don't feel like they're going to let you go from this. Um, that's my impression. Not right now. Um, but I still want to really strongly encourage you to look to something else. I know you said you started the process, but um, again, make the decision for you to move forward, not based on anything at your current job. And I know that you need money to live on, but you know, I absolutely believe that, you know, the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. My impression is God is saying it's time for you to move. So we don't ever go backwards. We only go forwards, especially when we're when when something's not working and it's working it's not working to that degree. We're being told that there's something better for us. So there is something better for you. But and try to let go of your attachment to this job. Let go of, of holding on to it and start really looking forward to what's possible for you. Okay. But so, anyway, but let us know how you're doing, okay? Okay. Thank you for your call, Ben. A reminder for everybody, when you are calling in for the show, after you listen to the show, um, listen to your question, go back and re-listen to the show afterwards and maybe take some notes. I think you may end up finding some new things that you might have missed while you're in the excitement of hearing Rebecca live in a Technicolor right during the show. Next caller is Christina, Hi. and she's calling about any messages from angels. Christina, welcome to the show. You're live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Hello. Thank you for hi. taking my call. Can Hi. I um have a question. I wanted to see what you pick up on. Um it was several months ago. I would say maybe not as far back as 5 months, maybe 3 to 5 months ago. Um I was waking up and um when I'm in that waking state, is usually when I hear my guides right before I go to sleep or right when I'm waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually a sentence or a word, and it, you know, and so that's usually how it's been with me. And I uh, actually wrote on my with my cell phone, it was next to me, um, they said, we want to establish more of a partnership with you. And I've been wanting to co-create everything in my life um and you know i'm making a lot of changes doing a lot of healing um and i wanted to know um if there's any any additional information because i feel like something's about to happen um but it's just i'm coming out of the lower frequencies um Mm -hmm. with so much knowledge and i love people and i just want to share and do my thing okay so first of all, as soon as you, you know, when Garrett said she has a question about her angels, I immediately heard Archangel Michael just, you know, and I don't typically have this kind of, you know, oh, so-and-so showing up today. I, I don't typically have that. That's just not the way that it works with me. Um, but I do want to say that I actually get that you will be doing healing work with people, and that's why you're kind of being indoctrinated right now. Um, you know, what's, what's happening partly is you're getting downloads, at least, you know, that's my, my friend uh, Stephanie Gerard. She does, a, she does a show on Tuesday mornings. She and I kind of talk about it. Oh, are you getting downloads too? So, you know, we're all kind of being given information a lot of times during our sleep. So you wake up in the morning and go, 
wow, I was really busy last night. Because <laughs> you can tell. You can feel it in your body. So you're being given downloads. That's one of the reasons that you're either, you know, the intention when you, before you go to bed and then when you wake up in the morning, you've got the word, you've got the phrase. So as far as the partnership, my impression is that, you know, yes, you will be doing more healing work. And, um, you know, and, and the other thing that came up was, have you looked at the teachings of Abraham? Because there, that is a collective um, who presents information in a way that, you know, basically allows us to kind of live our best life, but also um, to shift things around us, you know, basically in not just manifesting, but also it's, a, it's a, a way to show up in the world. And so if you haven't looked into the teachings of Abraham, that's something that you might want to look into. But it's really, you know, as far as your path now and doing healing work, it's really about showing up and being present and getting out of your own way so that that energy can come through you. You know, every single one of us who does this kind of work, we're all channeling information or energy at some level. And so that partnership is already happening. There, there are two things that I would say to pay attention to. The first one is always pay attention to your intuition. So we receive intuition through our third eye, our gut, and our, uh, our heart. So that's where you will feel something in your body. Um, I always I call the, the um, intuition our internal GPS, our God positioning system, because we're always receiving that information. And I feel like you have a good awareness of that. I just feel like, you know, kind of fine-tune the antenna a little bit, because I get the impression that sometimes when you're doing things th- throughout the day, um, sometimes you kind of ignore it because it's like, I can't deal with that right now. I need to do this other thing. <laughs> So, so instead, just take a breath and ask, what am I supposed to be learning here at this moment? Um, but I think that you're going to see the synchronicities happening more and more and more. And it is almost like um, there are, I, I feel like you're having an integration right now of mind, body, spirit. Like there, there, there's been separation and it's kind of becoming one for you. And that will strengthen and quicken your path into this healing work. So it's happening anyway. You know, you're open to it. So the partnership is happening anyway. It's nice of them to What's amazing? <laughs> What's amazing is I um, absolutely love Abraham Hicks and okay, um, the 40-day, 40 40-night, 40 and then the bedtime, getting into the vortex and the loop. Um, I mm-hmm. um, am shocked at you know, when you hear like your words are powerful um, Mm -hmm. and that we recreate with our words, we really do. And so I tried some personal um, little tests. Let's see if I time myself for 17 seconds and I'm going to say everything is always working out for me. 17 seconds, I'm going to do it every day for 40 days. I pick my time, so like when I was working out, like on the treadmill, it's easy to just set the timer and say it over and over and over. Um, but having no, being optimistic, feeling excitement, feeling like I'm coming home, um, and just looping, you know, the words and then playing, you know, like Abraham says, your hands on the clay. So listening to Abraham, I heard that name for probably five years before I finally one day looked looked it up on YouTube and it just changed my life. Um and I yeah. always don't like I it's like I don't want to give anything away. It's like you just have to go in blind. It's very mm-hmm. specific yet it's very general. Specific general. Right. Specific general. 
So thank you for uh, what you shared because in the description when I read partnership, it just like was like a beacon. I was like, okay, I just need to ask about this because my life, (laughs) you know, it's already happening. Like you said, you're right. It already is happening. And I love the amount of compassion and integrity and love that they have for us as we, you know, our consciousness, we're evolving. So thank you. It was nice to meet you. I'm a first-time caller. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, I'm You're applauding welcome. your effort. <laughs> thank oh, you. thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, Garrett, I would love to get to an email question if we can do that right now. Well, you know, so. it is Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. <laughs> it's your show. So, yeah, that would be awesome. Okay. Well, the thing is, I I just want to chat, you know, I mean, I appreciate your support and I don't want to just, you know, run over you or anything here. So we got 11 All minutes right. so, of, of emails and calls. Okay. So this is exciting. Okay. Awesome. All right. So I have a question from Martha and Martha says, and I'm going to paraphrase this. So basically, um, you know, she grew up in her family. She's an adult now with kids of her own. And, you know, for a long time as an adult, she has made decisions based on what she learned from her family and everything kind of going according to the family dynamic. And over the last few years, she has started making a concerted effort to change because she realized, you know, that they say things that make her feel bad. Um, There's kind of some backstabbing and there's been a lot of judgment for her. She went through a divorce and now she's a single parent. And, you know, it's like everybody's telling her how to parent and, and do all of these things. And so her basic question is, you know, they, the family members keep trying to quote unquote fix her. Like they want her to do things the old way, their way, because now she's the one who's doing everything differently and the rest of them are, you know, basically judging her for it. So she's, her question basically after the, the backstory is, you know, they seem to want to fix me and they want me to change back to what I used to be, which is the way they think. And I, it makes me feel bad. It makes me feel like I'm a bad person. Why do they want to fix me? So Martha, great question. Okay, first things first. So parents can only raise their children with the skills that they themselves have. So our parents raise us to be like them because that's the only way they know how to do things. And at some point, hopefully in our adult life, we will start to look at the way we've been raised. We'll look at the values that have been instilled in us based on our parents' fears, concerns, experiences. And we will decide whether or not they resonate with us as being in alignment with our own um, thinking, uh, fears potentially, or uh, mindset. And so it's a natural thing when we're growing for our values to change and for some of them to be somewhat different. And not necessarily values, but certainly the way things are handled. Okay, um, and so, you know, if, if the family has done like backstabbing and they've done things that have made you feel bad or they, you know, they put you down or they make you feel like you don't have value, certainly, you know, it's natural to want to heal from that. 
And it is an internal job. It's an inside job that you can start doing the affirmations. You can start questioning, well, do I really like this? Do I not like this? Is this in alignment with my thinking? Does this resonate for me? And you get to start making choices to do things differently. But as you start doing that, what happens is the family members who are still doing things the old ways, and by the way, this can, is also applicable to anyone who's been in your social group. So family, um, you know, even more distant relatives, uh, friends, coworkers, it can affect everybody around you because your vibration is changing. So you feel different. They might not even be able to say what's different. They just know that you're different. And it makes them uncomfortable because before they're used to your vibration and your frequency and the way you did things in the old way. And now you're doing things differently. And what it does is subconsciously it makes them feel like there's something wrong with them. Sometimes it becomes conscious. But for most people, it's subconscious. All they know is you're not doing it the right way anymore because it's not their way. So there must be something wrong with you. And the reality is you're, you're growing and you are potentially outgrowing them. So, you know, if, you, if you're a kid and you're growing and you've outgrown your clothes, we don't tell you to go fit in those clothes. We get you new ones that fit you. So when we outgrow relationships or our family members or our coworkers, we have to allow that that relationship may shift. It may go away. It may actually get better. It may go away for a time and come back. But the most important thing is for you to be in alignment with yourself because that's where your peace comes from is knowing that, wow, you know what? I did believe that before, but I see that it causes harm. And I'll use the example of backstabbing. You know, if you have a family where, you know, sister so-and-so says such-and-such to brother so-and-so behind your back and they're talking badly about you, and they're putting you down as they talk about that stuff, you're going to feel the energy of that. And then, of course, later somebody's going to go, well, so-and-so said this about you, which always feels horrible, right? Instead of the healthy way, which would be sister has an issue with you, and instead of going and talking to brother about it, she comes to you and she says, Martha, you know, when you did that, I really didn't like it. Could we work on this? Could we do something different with this? And maybe I'm having a reaction, or maybe it really wasn't cool. You know, but that would be the healthy way to address it. Unfortunately, not many people learn those skills in their families. They just don't. So kudos to you for growing and listening to your internal compass and wanting to do things that are in alignment with who you are today and not in alignment with who you were 10 years ago. Because Hopefully, every one of us is growing and changing and evolving and getting better. And that means we're going to make different choices. The trick for you now is to, to become confident within yourself and let go of needing validation from them. It goes back to what I was saying earlier um, by Mark Gross and, and Create the Love, and that is don't look outside yourself for validation. Love yourself from within you. Because when you love you and you know that you're in alignment with yourself, that outside validation won't matter. You may end up needing to grieve the loss of these relationships. If they're so attached to the way they do things and they don't want to grow, that relationship may dissolve. It may, it may end 
It may come back again. There, there are all kinds of possibilities there, but love yourself so much that, that you can allow that process to be whatever it's going to be because you are worth being loved and validated all the time. So are your family members. And having differences and doing things differently is healthy. It's just whether or not they can actually communicate with you and feel confident in themselves because you're making a choice to do things differently makes them feel insecure about the choices that they're making. Okay? So when somebody's healthy, they will never try to control you. They will never try to influence your decision. They may offer suggestions. They may say, you know, that doesn't resonate as a good thing for me, and I wouldn't do that. But if that's what you want to do, I'll support you. That's what a healthy person does. So I hope this helps. I appreciate the question. And um, just to let all the listeners know, I know some people are not comfortable talking on the radio so uh, you can always send an email in um, to Rebecca at IamRebecca.com, and, uh, and I, I pick a question to answer on the air every week, so uh, if you feel so inclined. Anyway, okay, Garrett, do I have time for one so more? You've got 2 minutes, 24 seconds. Do you want to take a run at it, or do you want to... Sure. Do... Let's see how fast okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Gia, calling about her career. You're live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Go ahead, Gia. Hi, Hi. Go ahead. Hi, there. Thank you. Hi. Thank you so much. Okay, and Hi, what's your question? Hi. It's about career. I was wondering if you have any information from my guides okay. about my next okay. 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 You know, right now it's kind of okay. Um, I, I feel like there's a little bit of nervous energy around this. Um, and, and it's, it's like nervous excitement, which is good. But I have to say, you know, I see a change for you, but it feels like two to three years from now. Um, the numbers two to three are certainly significant with this. But, again, I get a little bit of nervous excitement about where you are, but, but it's like you're capable of a lot more than what you're doing where you are. So I just want to encourage you that whatever it is you really want to be doing, keep seeking that because there's a feeling like you can do what you're doing right now in your sleep. And so if you're feeling that, that, that wanting to, you know, and almost anticipating something more, something better, um, you know, keep striving for that because you have so much to offer and you're being underutilized where you are. That's the main thing. Okay. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gia. Okay. okay. Rebecca, okay. about 35 seconds of closing thoughts, okay. please. Okay. All right. Well, you can find me at RebeccaFist.com. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Let me know how you're doing, and um, I'm looking forward to next week. Have a great week. Thank you, Garrett, so much for, for being here tonight. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Have a great week, everybody. Take care.